You are listening to Prickly and Blooming, brought to you by LaJoy Society. And now, your hostess, Jessie Browning. All right, all right, all right. Good evening, friends. I don't know how much you talk to yourself. <laughs> like when you sit in the corner of your bedroom and uh, have a microphone in front of you and you look at the wall and you talk to yourself. I can do this. I really can. But I was thinking about like, wouldn't it be fun if somebody did an intro with me? Does anybody want to do an intro with me? Reach out. Reach out if you want to be like intro. <laughs> intro guest. Just so I can talk to you. Instead, I mean, I'm looking at my wall. I'm on, don't don't tell you what I can tell you what I see. So I have a little um, sticky note that says JSS. Remember, I wrote something that was on Scary Mommy, and um, JSS means just survive somehow. And I got that from The Walking Dead. <laughs> I have a uh, a pullout sheet from a journal. It's a very cool journal. You pull out some sheets, and there's like a little, hanging on your wall, and it says follow your dreams in boggle letters at first glance you think it's scrabble but there's like a depth to the letters that's definitely boggle and they're rounded around the edges i know scrabble letters those are not scrabble letters and i have a salt lamp i'm looking at i have a wooden rose my husband made me about 17 years ago when we met was that 16 16 years ago what year is it no 17 years ago 17 years ago almost (laughs) Whoa, that was a long time ago. Up next to that is um, I have a I have a um, frame. It's a tiny little frame, and inside the frame is a sticky note. Apparently, I like sticky notes. There's a sticky note with my husband's phone number on it from when we met. I had it on my wall. I have sticky notes on my wall all the time. Um, and I remember I wrote down his phone number, and I wrote down Daniel. But I actually knew three Daniels at the time, so I added his last name, Browning, later. And I have a little Lego person. My Lego person is dressed as a cactus. It's a cactus Lego person. And an empty LaCroix can. So that's that's my scene. <laughs> Staring at the wall. And that's what I see. Okay. So this week. Let's talk about this week. Before we talk about this week. What am I going to talk about? Mm, oh, right. Writing the show. So I'm, I'm just going to keep explaining it. So as much as I can like build an Instagram audience and like, hey, hey, everyone, follow me on Instagram. Love you guys. It doesn't translate into the podcast that like that. There's no way to, you know, build the podcast up from like a following on the most podcast listening platforms and by far the biggest one is Apple Podcasts. So let's just talk about Apple Podcasts. So what you can do is you can have your listeners rate and review the show and then that helps other listeners find the show by adding to their algorithmic whatevers. (laughs) Is that a word? Algorithmic? So when you've rated the show, I get higher in algorithmic returns (laughs) um so that's how you can help me all right i love it thanks because you guys are awesome and you want to you want to help you want to be helpers because you know what mr rogers say i always look for the helpers was it wait was it mr rogers that said that i'm gonna be honest um as if you haven't already realized i i like remember half of things 
I'm like, remember that quote? But I can't remember the whole quote. Who said that quote? I can't remember who said it. It's just, it's just me being self-aware and accepting that I'm, I can half-ass memorize things. Okay, let's talk about this week. So now that you've rated the show, let's move on. Okay, Carly. I forgot to ask her if um, her name was an homage to Carly Simon. Because she I'm trying to remember the date of how she could. Anyway. <laughs> the first Carly I've ever met is the first Carly you've ever met? Me. I forgot to tell her that too. So Carly and I sat down and visited. And I think I've mentioned this before is I can record with someone for an hour and then we have spent 30 minutes previously and 30 minutes post also chatting. That's what happened with Carly and I. I just, I can't help myself sometimes. Sometimes I just got a lot to say and, you know, the the guest also has a lot to say and we are friends that somehow haven't crossed paths yet and that's what happened with Carly and I. And I'm um, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I consider this project and these shows and these women that I've met like th- one of the biggest gifts I've been given um, I can remember years ago just feeling like an absolute failure and like a garbage pile of a mother and to know that I could transform my experience from feeling like a garbage pail kid to my strength and then I could take my strength and reach out to other women and hold them up and honor their stories I wouldn't fucking believed you at all because there was a time when I said no one will know my story no one will know what happened to me no one will know how shitty I felt funny huh what's that never say never Mm -hmm. so Carly's a doll you're going to love her. Um, you're going to love the work that she does. You're going to love the story that she let unfold for her life. I hated to take the mic so early in the episode, but I ha- you'll, you'll hear I had a very relevant story to share with her about, about a book. <laughs> about a book. So go listen. Without further ado, let's go meet Carly. I've got Carly with me this afternoon. Hey, Carly. Hey, Jesse. Hey. As the show goes, we like to know just a little bit, you know, just a little bit about you before we hear your story. So Mm -hmm. what would you like to share with us about you? Um, So my name is Carly Adams Mm -hmm. and I live in Sacramento, California. I live here with my husband, Corey, and a bunch of plants. And um, I'm a a professional organizer. We'll get into that probably Mm -hmm. in the story. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the long and the short of it. Cool. Yeah, that's. That's what we like to know. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And then then we always get to know a lot of it by the end of it. <laughs> too much, really. It's going to be good. I'm excited. It's, me too. So as we follow our, our, our template for the show, do you have a moment that in hindsight you can identify and say, ah, that's when shit changed for me. You know, that was a dark time or that was small moments there's been small moments of like somebody like well mine was like crying in a shower one morning another one was like a house fire you know mm-hmm. big or small they become these transformational moments so we always start off with that so tell us your moment i'm going to say 
these two moments kind of mm-hmm. overlapped a little bit. Mm-hmm. One was that I was reading the book, You Are a Badass, at the exact right time in my life. By Jen Sincero. Mm-hmm. Yes, who I am obsessed with. And mm-hmm. they have a lot of exercises. And I had done one of the exercises where you like really sit and envision what you want for your life mm-hmm. and think deeply and just sit with yourself quietly, not for five seconds, but for a hot, like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and think about what you envision and want your life to be. And I realized that the vision that was just popping up for me actually didn't look like what my life looked like. Mm -hmm. And I will say that happened shortly, shortly intersected with this day when I was at work And my husband was at work and we would just regularly, we both worked in tech. So people are chatting online all the time. That's Mm -hmm. not a big thing. So we were both on Skype. Sometimes we check in, Hey, what's going on? How's your day? You know, so we're Skyping and we were talking about the next trip that we wanted to take because we love to travel. And we were like, okay, should we do this? Should we do this? And we were really torn between going to Europe or doing a road trip. And then beyond that, we were torn about which road trip do we want to take? Because we had like 10 different things in mind. And that's like just in the US. So so we're talking and deciding and weighing these different options. And one of us, I can't remember who, one of us um, said in the chat, like, or we could quit our jobs and then just do all the trips, you know, LOL. And we're like, so then, you know, we talked about it like that night and we it was just kind of like this running joke. Like, maybe we could. No, that's crazy. That's crazy, obviously. That's crazy. Right. Who, no one Who does that? Who does that? And then we just kept coming back to this joke. And I think that that was really the moment when we realized like, ha ha, ha ha, no, but seriously, like, yeah. maybe. And right. it turned into not a joke. Right, right. Uh, I wish there was some sort of scientific number that we could uh, reference of how many um, jokes like that are actual jokes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, probably 5%. (laughs) It's actually just a deep desire to change my life 100%. So Yeah, that's coming out. Well, and I think maybe it's said in jest, you know, at first it's just like, oh, wouldn't that be? And then it becomes like, well, why not? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, why couldn't it? And yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I love that phenomenon. So I want to get into your story, but I have just a little, if we could go on a little tangent for one second, because I think it's really funny um, mm-hmm. because of that was your book, The Jen Sincero. So over here, uh, her book is over here, like in the yellow section. Yes. My child, I'm pointing to my bookshelf behind me that um, my oldest kid put those in color order. I did not, by the way. <laughs> but so years ago, Apparently, still in a bit of a shame period in my life, but trying to crack out of it. <laughs> I bought her book. So you're a badass because my friend Ashley had it and she was like a believer and loved it. And she, I think, was ordering the, the next one. And I was like, okay. So I got it. It arrived. I felt so shameful about it. I don't know why. <laughs> I hid it somewhere in my room. And then fast forward because I felt like, it was self-helpy or something. And I was just like, mm, no, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I ordered it, but I, and I put it, I went to order it again. I pulled it up on Amazon. And it said, you purchased this. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, see. I did. And sure enough, 
<laughs> I dug into an old like drawer and <laughs> found it. I was like, isn't that a great? Yeah. I hid the You Are a Badass book because I was worried about like judgment from like my best friend, my husband or whatever. Didn't read it. Went to buy it again and was like, you've purchased this item. It's already hiding in your house. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Now it's on the shelf for everyone to see. Uh-huh. I've done a lot of work since this story happened. Obviously. Yeah. But I We've just all been there. Yeah, I was like, there's just a funny story I gotta share right now. Oh, 100%. Isn't that great? Mine, meanwhile, stayed in my house. When I was done with it, I think it stayed for about five seconds before I like thrust it upon somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to read this, read this right now. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I was then felt even more embarrassed of like, why did this is a really great book and it would have helped you a couple years ago? <laughs> yeah, we all wish we read it like yeah. way sooner. Yeah. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> We're on it now. <laughs> We're with you, Jen. Yeah. So now, now that we've had my little tangent here because it was too good to <laughs> too good to pass up. Tell me about your life when you had this conversation with your husband. What were you doing? Like, what what did you like? What did you think? And I'm saying that because I'm, I'm I know it's changed. What did you think life was going to be like back then? So I lived in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I had gone to college there, and then met my husband during college, and we really liked our neighborhood. We both found jobs pretty quick after school. And this was in 2008. So it was very much felt like, take what you can get. (laughs) Just get it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So getting jobs, life was going good. Really loved our neighborhood. Um, By the time I left, I, I mean, I loved the company that I was at. My husband did too. We both worked in video games. It was really fun. We didn't have kids. We still don't. So it was definitely, you know, we were living kind of like that Peter Pan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, we were on kickball teams and oh. doing, <laughs> you know, my husband was in a, um, oh my gosh, a skee-ball league. And okay. you know, it, just, uh-huh. it was just like fun, fun things. And we were just not growing up and having a great time. And um, we'd been saving for a while to, you know, have an emergency fund and hoping to put a down payment on the house at some point. So We'd been saving for a while. We were looking in the East Bay, which is just a lot less expensive than it was in San Francisco. But even at the at the time of this story, that I mean, this is 2016, and mm-hmm. so it was really like a there was a high point in the tech industry, and mm-hmm. housing prices were just going like up, 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 up. Mm-hmm. And um, even in the like months that we were looking, like prices just kept going up, kept going up. And we were like, did we really miss our window here? It kind of feels like we did. Yeah. And anything that we could afford was tiny. And even if the neighborhood was safe, it wasn't like, it wasn't like great. And the commute was going to be really, really long. And, you know, it's like over an hour, both direction. And ironically, we worked within a 20 minute walking distance of each other. So we were both doing, we'd both be both doing be this do- like crazy commute. Right. It wasn't like somebody was five minutes away. So the other person had to be 45. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And especially with like no kids, it's not like we're making this like parental sacrifice to get our kids into, into the, the right school, school district. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. just none of this. Um, and we had a dog too. So we were like, okay, so we're going to be gone for even longer. It's like a whole thing. So, but you know, but we, but we loved our life and all in all things were good. And I was an executive assistant again in games. It's super fun. And I kind of just thought that I would just keep doing it. My boss and I got along great. 
we had a wonderful working relationship. So I just kind of saw, saw myself staying at that company indefinitely and just, mm-hmm. you know, why, why rock the boat type of thing. Yeah. That's so that, that was, that was it in a nutshell. Just, just hanging out, loving mm-hmm. life, wanting to own, couldn't really afford it, mm-hmm. deciding what we were going to do from there. And we, right. we looked at other markets, but we weren't a hundred percent positive that we necessarily wanted to leave San Francisco or like ready to leave. Right. You grew up there. Uh, I actually grew up here in the Central Valley. Okay. You went there for college. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And was he from there too? He was from the North. He's from the North Bay. So he's from Santa Rosa. And I grew up Mm -hmm. in a small city in the Central Mm -hmm. Valley called Modesto, which Mm -hmm. is about an hour and a half south of where I am now in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And then he was like 30 minutes north of San Francisco. Okay. So I was wondering if there was any family maybe that was around. Um, not, Is that not really, no, I mean, we had, we both, we had to go, mm-hmm. you know, his family was a little bit closer and mm-hmm. mine was a little bit farther like away, but we didn't have any family that was like super, super close to where right. we were. Yeah, And even now it's, you know, my parents are Modesto. We both have siblings that are kind of in this Sacramento, um, area. And then his parents are in the North Bay. Okay. So it just really, it, it seemed like you had it all figured out though. <laughs> Right. I mean, with your husband, um, I'm sh- sure he had similar thoughts of like, all right, we're doing this. We're going to buy a house. We each have, a, you know, we each have cool jobs. And like, so I love that you can't remember who suggested that you um, just do the traveling and, and quit your jobs and all of that. I like that you don't know because I feel like it's possible that you both would have said it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, if you can't remember, yeah. it, it was one of you because it could have been both of you. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So what happens after after that? Like when you come home that night and you're like, what? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, because I know, just because we talked a little bit, um, what happens. So, but like, how did this start unfolding for you? So once we, I mean, when it was still kind of in the joking phases, you know, we're still just talking about like, but it would be really cool. And the reasons were, the biggest reasons were, were that we could combine all these trips that we'd been talking about that we would have had to stretch out over like a decade because work isn't just going to give you five weeks off at a time Mm -hmm. or 12 weeks or 14 or four months. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're going to Europe, like maybe we could go to a couple cities, but keep it to like one or two countries, come back in it in um, two weeks, you know, that's one year. Okay. Got to wait. Maybe the next year you can kind of do that again somewhere Mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. And then in the U S we were looking at, you know, we really wanted to go basically all around the U S but if we, and we'd done some road trips, we had great times, but we're like, okay, really what we're looking at is if we wanted to do, you know, Yellowstone, what would be the best way? Do we drive there or do we just fly in, rent a car, drive around for a week, and then fly back? Or if we want to go to Boston, do we fly in, drive around, mm-hmm. come back type of thing to mm-hmm. save on the whole leaving, coming situation? So then when we were, you know, we were talking about it, we're like, okay, well, you know, like where where would we, uh, where would we go? And then just kind of started talking in theory about what that would look like. And yeah, I think that was just a huge draw is that we were going to be able to do all these things that would have taken years and years and years and years and just take time off, 
which also, you know, no one, no one doesn't like to not work. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that also sounded pretty good. Um, And also going on vacation without having the looming backlog of emails to return to, you know, not, not worrying in the back of your mind that, you know, Susie's going to take over everything like she said she would. Just those like little things. There is no Susie, by the way. I don't right, yeah. anyone to think yeah. I'm throwing someone yes. the bus. But yeah, so once we started talking about it more and more, we're like, okay, well, what's what's stopping us? And we were like, okay, well, we've just decided that we don't necessarily want to buy a house in the East Bay. It's not really the right time. What if we just, what if we just, yeah, quit our jobs and take time off and move away from the Bay Area and decide that we do want to buy a house, but somewhere where it's not just feeling outrageous and, um, and just go somewhere else and do something different. Like what would that look like? And more we talked about it, the more we just realized that like, yeah, it's time. We've both Mm -hmm. been here since college. I was at in San Francisco for like 15 years. My husband was there for 12 years. That was both the first like city that we'd moved Mm to. So besides a six-month stint that I did overseas when I was in college, like, besides that, it's just been my hometown in San Francisco. College town, yep. Yeah, and even though it's Mm -hmm. a large city, it's it's still our college town. We just stayed. Mm -hmm. Most of our friends had moved on by that point, too. They'd either, (laughs) like, move to the suburbs and got a house or move to a different city and start a new chapter. And Mm -hmm. um, I was just kind of moving on. We were just doing the same thing, which I think was fine, but you know, what else is there? So Mm -hmm. yeah, we decided to go for it and made a plan and both gave our work two months notice, which Mm -hmm. is more than enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were really transparent about it. Like it's not you, it's me, but we're, we're moving Mm -hmm. on out and gave our apartment two months notice too. And packed everything up into a storage unit. Um, my sister was so sweet and she watched our dog while we were gone. And then we, Spent five weeks overseas, and then we spent seven weeks driving around the U.S. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. So you're 12 weeks, so for three months. Yeah, well, it was, um, we had a little bit, yeah, all in all, it was about four months, but it was like, it was like move, and then I think we gave ourselves Mm -hmm. like a week buffer, and then went out, and then came back, and then it's like a two-week buffer in between, because um, which is funny to say during COVID times, but you know how you always like travel, you come back, you get a little cold or like, mm-hmm. like a little yep. travel cold. Yep. We're like, let's just, we'll give ourselves enough time to like yes. get the travel cold, get over the travel get over cold before we go out again and then go out again. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. So what was your expectation when you set out? Like, were you thinking, okay, we're going to take these four months off and then we're going to find new jobs. Like, cause I'm, I imagine it probably changed, but, but like, what was the expectation of going into this period of time? Cause were you basically homeless? Yeah. Did you put we, all your stuff in storage? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That. Yeah. We were, we crashed with my sister, the one who had our dog and that was here in Sacramento. We, mm-hmm. we crashed with her in between the trips and right before and after until we found our own place. We decided that we didn't want to specifically like say, okay, we're definitely going to live in XYZ city Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. we were on our road trip because we were like, you know what? Part of this is like, let's just let go of having a long-term plan for a hot minute (laughs) and just give ourselves the freedom to decide. And we 
been leaning to towards Zach. Um, I have two sisters here, and my husband's brother has since moved to Roseville, which is just outside of Sacramento, too, um, since we've moved. So we have three siblings here total, um, and we were really familiar with it. We knew we really liked it, and we were leaning towards it, but we were like, we're not making any not, decisions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just like, let us have this time. Yeah. And it really- let's just... Yeah, let's just not set expectations. It really, there's something about being able to be away for more than two weeks. My husband and I are entrepreneurs and I mean, we weren't away for like 10 years. We didn't go anywhere, I feel like, because we also mm-hmm. had four kids. And and we went on a road trip in 2018 and it was a month long road trip. And it wasn't until two weeks had passed that my husband and I finally felt like we got away, quote unquote. Like there's something, I don't know what it is. I'm sure people have studied it. There's something like we both kind of the same day were like, oh, I feel like we're really gone now. And it took two weeks. And of course, during that time, it won't surprise you, we committed to moving <laughs> somewhere <laughs> as well. Like that had been percolating in our minds the whole time. So yeah, mm-hmm, something about more than two weeks. Mm-hmm. So so I like that you were just like open-ended. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting like that you had this pretty like set, I hate to say like prescribed, but like you were set, like it was good. And then things just busted open, right? Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'd mentioned it when we were, you know, writing to each other um, mm-hmm. a bit before we booked all of this, but um, I'd also been thinking, well, and this is part of that vision that I had for my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was like, it was me working for myself. And mm-hmm. something that I saw very clearly was like me sitting, you know, being at home mm-hmm. and sitting down to start my day. And I saw me sitting down to start my day, like at the kitchen table, and there's like sunshine coming through the window. And I just feel very relaxed. I don't feel this like pressure to run around and like get on a train and go. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have a like kitchen window in that same way, like that kind of really tied in at the time. And I definitely wasn't going to be able to sit down in the morning and like mm-hmm. hang out. So I was like, okay, well, that's weird. Also, I don't work at home. Yeah, and so I could, if I needed to, you know, mm-hmm. my boss was great and flexible. If something came up, he'd be like, yeah, just, just work from home today. And that was no big deal, but it wasn't like an ongoing thing. I was an assistant. So you really need to be front and center and making mm-hmm. things happen regularly. So just looked really different. And I, I had this idea that I wanted to be a business owner and I wanted to have my own thing. I wanted to work for myself, build something up, but I knew that I needed to like really sit with that separately and like figure out what that would look like. And I took, that had kind of been percolating too, just from when I read the book. And then once this kind of all started, you know, we were talking about making a change and moving Another thing that ties in with that is that if we were going to stay in the Bay Area, we really needed two Bay Area incomes to make it happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't really a want so much as a need, yep. um, especially yep. with those those housing prices. And so mm-hmm. we were like, if we moved somewhere else where that cost of living was less and we could afford our expenses with one income, then it could mm-hmm. make it possible for me to grow something and have less financial pressure along the way. So dug into that for a long time and came to organizing because my I had like found this deep, deep passion in um, getting my shit together in my life. <laughs> and, um, and I wanted to be able to share that with people. And 
So that's that's how the business end of things spawned. But I feel like I've gone into a tangent. It's like just kind of going into another region now. But um, did you? Let me ask you this question: Did you watch that movie on or the documentary on Netflix called Minimalism? Oh, both of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I was like, I feel like. Uh, I had I had that I called it um, my minimalist crisis where I started donating, throwing away, passing along, getting rid of whatever you want to call it, all of the things in my house, and you accumulate so much mm-hmm. stuff with children. Oh, oh yeah. it's unbelievable the amount of stuff and just watching that movie. <laughs> anyone, if you haven't watched it and you've toiled with the idea that you had too much stuff just watch it just (laughs) watch it it's the permission that you need that like i don't know how many times since five six years ago i watched that where i'm like it's just stuff it's just Mm -hmm. stuff it's just stuff Mm -hmm. and it's it was so freeing (laughs) and it really like once once you start making just even that like mine was in conjunction with like kind of a mental health journey but I think that if you're open to taking a hard look at the stuff in your life the physical stuff the actual shit on your desk which my desk is a mess right now but it will crack open other stuff like oh you don't don't realize but it's gonna happen you know oh yeah it's Mm -hmm. all incredibly linked your stress levels so like I've there are these studies that have been done about how st- stress levels and cortisol levels mm-hmm. are tied in with your physical environment. And like, mm-hmm. it's not just you, clutter mm-hmm. causes stress. Yes. Can yeah. we tell my children this? <laughs> yeah, we can. I can if you want. That's yes, my job. I'll be yeah. the bad guy. <laughs> I just, well, and we we just have such a small house. We're cramped in here, but oh my gosh. Oh, and the other thing though is I can't just throw away their stuff. That's disrespect. They go over that in the movie. You know, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. You can't just get rid of other people's stuff. <laughs> okay, sometimes I have, but you know. <laughs> well, depending on the age, like, I mean. Right, yes. Sometimes that's a perfectly appropriate thing. Yes, they're all, they're 6, 8, 10, 13 now, so I can't, yeah. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> So what happened with your husband while, you know, while you're going through this process and you're having this vision of yourself and realizing the life that you were living wasn't this vision you had and you're on this trip or multiple trips and you're like, you've taken a, like a half a gap year. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I had to put it on my LinkedIn. It's like, <gasps> Did you, you put it to, as a gap year? I just put a travel sabbatical. I love it. I love it. <laughs> What was happening with your husband? Was he, you know, go? What What was his journey at that point? I know that he was ready for mm-hmm. something new and to live somewhere different. We were both mm-hmm. looking forward to just mm-hmm. being in a different community and trying something else. He was definitely looking forward to having more space too mm-hmm. in the apartment that we were at before that, which was a bargain for mm-hmm. for what we had. It was really small. It was like maybe like 600 feet. Mm -hmm. So he was having to do things like there was this corner of our living room and we had, it was basically like, yeah, this like living room. We had like a tiny little table that could expand if we needed to. Mm -hmm. But most of the time it was just this two little tiny table and that's where we could eat. And then we had our couch and like one lounge chair. And then in the corner, that was like his corner. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, his drum set was there. And the neighbors were nice about it. And he just made sure not to like drum too late or anything. Then at some point, he wanted to build a PC. But mm-hmm. he's having to make decisions like, 
okay, I can have a gaming PC and game, or I can have my drum set, but there's literally not room to do it both. Like Mm -hmm. I just literally can't. So Mm -hmm. making choices like that. And he, um, I knew he was really looking forward to having space to drum and Mm -hmm. his own room where he could like do the things that he wanted to do, but not have to pick just one. Mm-hmm. Um, since we've moved, he has his, we have a three bedroom house. So it's like my office, his office, our room, mm-hmm. and he's got it soundproofed. He's got his drum set in there. He's got his gaming PC and now he's working from home too. So yeah, he's just like a little happy bee and able to like do the things that we wanted. And we wanted some outdoor space for, um, for our dog. And, you know, it was just all these things that we just weren't able to make happen without mm-hmm. being significantly more wealthy than we were. <laughs> right. Right. So d- does he work for himself now too, or does he just have a remote job? He just has a remote job. Yeah. Um, th- his job, it wasn't, it didn't start as a remote job. It just turned to remote oh, in 2020. COVID, <laughs> COVID remote. Got it. <laughs> yep. Yep. So when you came back, you know, um, well, no, no, no. I, I, this is what I want to ask before, like when you started, or maybe this would be Jim too far ahead. Let me know if this jumps too far ahead. When you started your business. Well, tell me when did you start right when you came back? Kind of what happened after you came back? Let's go back to that. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um, I, I decided what I wanted to do mm-hmm. the spring that we left. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of, you know, who Dave Ramsey is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's this um, offshoot like within their company called Business Boutique. Business Boutique. Okay. And I went to my first Business Boutique event in the spring of 20. 17, but it was before mm-hmm. we moved because we moved April 1st. We like packed up and this was maybe like February. And I did a one day event in wow. Sacramento. I was so mm-hmm. excited. I took the day off work, grabbed my, met my friend in Sacramento. Oh. Friend. She came from another city. We went to this business boutique and it was all about, I remember that was the first time I put every, you know, there's like a board that people put their dreams on. And I was like, I want to be a professional organizer and like put it on the board. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is crazy. Who am I? So I knew that what it was, I knew that that was what I wanted to do, but I, in my brain was still like, no, there's no way. Like I can't, I can't, this is crazy. This is, this is too crazy Mm -hmm. on top of this other crazy thing. And I remember when we were on our trip, I remember actually very clearly, it was one of the the first days of our road trip. We were in Arizona visiting my husband's grandmother. She lives in Green Valley, which is like down near the Mexican border. Mm-hmm. And we're having this like nice walk and it was him and I, and there's like cacti everywhere. It's just mm-hmm. like really beautiful. And I remember talking to him and I was like, I just, it feels really scary to me. Like I, I just... I, it feels too scary. Like on top of all of this, it just feels like too much. I don't know if I can do it. And he was like, you have to. He was like, you never know. You're never going to know unless you try. He was like, you have to at least try. You have to. It was just like really encouraging. And um, and so I, you know, sat with this and like thought about it a lot on my trip. And through the course of the the trip, I was like, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to try. <laughs> So I'm going um, to do, do it, guys. I'm really yeah. going to do it. Really. But even, you know, coming home, I remember like the first time I told a family member, they're like, oh, so what's the name of your business? And I think I like whispered it, you know, like, it's called Tidy, Tidy Revival. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like so like scared to like put things out in the mm-hmm. world. And um, it felt it felt like a big scary thing. I'm so happy now that like I've right. done it. But 
but that's felt like a big scary thing. That's what I was going to ask. That's what my question was. That's why I was like, let me just see. I wanted to know what your like limiting beliefs were in the beginning. Like, I love that you were like, it whispered the name of it. It's like I bought a book and hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I feel like maybe I should be more embarrassed about that too. But I'm also like, hey, if you're starting a business or you're starting a high side mm-hmm. hustle, like, it's not just you. It's yes. terrifying. Exactly. That's why I, I want to know, like, what else? Like, um, what, like what else? Like, the, the, that's wonderful. They're like, whisper the name. Because it's true. Like, there's a lot of, I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years now. There's a lot of glamorization, let's say, or, or, or not, a projection more so. And a lot of ideal, like, the idealized but and there's a lot of fucking grunt work and oh, i think yeah. i think that it's like my my friend who's been an entrepreneur for a very long time too i'll text him and be like be your own boss they said you know <laughs> <laughs> like make your own schedule, schedule. They said. yeah like like there's a lot of there's a lot of imposter syndrome there's a lot of I don't even know what the word would be like martyrdom. There we go. Oh, that's mm. that's one. You know I have to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's which ties into like a lot of control issues of like no one else can do this like I can. And I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like so, what else was there in the beginning? Like what can you identify now? Oh my god. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> number uh-huh. like in the very beginning, it was like who am I? Who am I to do this? Right. Who am I to even try? Right. right. I think there was some of like, everyone's going to hate me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. Don't ask. Yep. Yep. Everyone, everyone's just going to Everyone's going to think I'm stupid. Or everyone's going to think that I'm like really stuck up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. where is this coming from? And also, mm-hmm. I mean, they might now, now, you know, after years, mm-hmm. you're like, listen, yeah. you might, but I, I'm okay. Then like, you're not I, my people. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You don't have to like me. It's all right. And I'm yeah. not trying to like say or do things to mm-hmm. be like, you know, if you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve me at best. Right. Like it's, it's none of that. Yeah. But it's just like, I'm going to literally do my best to mm-hmm. pour my heart and my love into mm-hmm. what I do and what I say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to be a good person and not an asshole. Mm-hmm. That is all I can do. Yep. That's all I can if do. You have a problem with that. That sounds like a you it's, problem. I, it's gonna. You're. It's fine. Don't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna worry about it. It's okay. Um, did, did you think you could make money doing it? I. Like, did you have fears about that? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and then I think it was also like, well, I I don't have a business background. I think uh, that fall, mm-hmm. that goes into like the who am I. Uh-huh. Like, yep. you know, I'm doing all these things, but I don't know how to do them. But I think mm-hmm. that's interesting and something I was telling someone literally yesterday who's a new mm-hmm. business owner. Like, just so you know, that feeling never actually stops. No, it doesn't. Because you're, I was like, but the great thing is anytime mm-hmm. it's coming up again, you can remind yourself, like, remember all those other things that you didn't know how to do? Mm-hmm. It's fine. You learn them and you mm-hmm. like seek out people who know how to do them better than you and you either pay them to do them or mm-hmm. pay them to give you the information or you look it up using your google.com, you know, university diploma and mm-hmm. you just like learn how to do it and you just make shit happen and just keep going. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I'm literally, I'm always doing something I don't know how to do and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. The ability to run a business, I just like now versus 20 years ago, like you can Google 
like how do I pay my sales tax? You can one, you can just pay your sales tax online. You oh know? yeah. <laughs> like there was a time when you had to go down to the office, you know, you don't uh-huh. have to do that anymore. Like mm-hmm. this never been a better time to <laughs> be an entrepreneur. <laughs> well it's amazing. Like even today I was searching I was searching for two pieces of code. Mm-hmm. And one piece of code I found on someone's YouTube channel, like, thank you so much, and used it, and it worked, and I was like, I did it, so yeah. happy. Second piece of code, couldn't find it, did find something, didn't work, okay, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go to the person who taught me how to do the thing, mm-hmm. go to her page, and she says, is she taking one-on-one clients? No, but here's some other resources, connect you with some other people, message that person, hey, I need some code. Can I please pay you to send me what the answer is? Because I can't, I can't find it. Mm-hmm. Please help me. Sincerely, Carly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for a response. Like, we'll figure it out. It's none of this is mm-hmm. life or death. And that's the other thing is that like organizing emergencies don't exist. Everything's it's everything's fine. Mm. So I'm just gonna go as fast as I can. But that was another huge mistake when I was getting started and and it actually ended up really affecting my health, was that I felt like I wasn't going fast enough. And when I first got started, I had decided to get two part-time jobs. And then this was my side hustle. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I, wa- I was working, let's see, I think I had 20 hours and 10 hours and then 10 hours for my business. Okay. But really I was putting like 25 hours in my business mm-hmm. and then 20 and 10. So I was just working overtime constantly. Mm-hmm. And I was like in this mentality of like, this is the way it has to be done mm-hmm. because otherwise I'm not proving myself to uh-huh. me. Yep. So I was just working way too much and and I was making myself overwhelmed. It was completely preventable and I didn't even see it until I was at a conference, another business boutique conference, went to the three-day conference in in Nashville in 2018. And I remember being in a a session with this like CEO and we were asking questions at the end. And I remember asking her, I said, how do you prevent overwhelm? And she just looked at me and paused. She said, if you're overwhelmed, that's on you. Like (laughs) you need to do less either outsource it or just do less mm-hmm. overwhelms on you. I'm like, oh, okay, well, thank you very much. Thanks. She thank totally, you. that sounds like a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My kid says that all the time and I'm like, would you? <laughs> Where did you get this from? Girl. Learned it from you, mom. Yeah. Um, I have this is a great like meme I came across. If your business requires you to be there like any every minute of every day, blah, 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 you don't have a business, you have a job. <laughs> and I was like, oh, burn. Oh, that burns because I know exactly what that feels like. Um, yeah. yeah. The other mega lot. burn is if mm-hmm. your business doesn't make any money, mm-hmm. you've got a hobby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Ouch. All right. I was at a business conference in 2019 and she politely said that to the audience. But my husband, I'm, <laughs> my husband and I have legit businesses. <laughs> like we have brick and mortar businesses. So it's, yeah, it's not do. a gray area. But there was definitely people in the audience that I felt their feels where she's like, maybe you just have a good hobby. Sorry. You know, <laughs> but some, I mean, sometimes it needs to, it needs to be said, you know, right in the heart. Right in the heart, though. Yeah. <laughs> right in the heart. Um, so what, like now, (laughs) 
I'm like now what because now we last we were back we got to go back to your story here because last you were homeless no no yeah, we, we haven't we haven't we haven't solved your house problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> we talked about how you um you and your husband decided he was like, You've gotta try. You've gotta at least try. Um and then we know that you've started your business, but like how did you guys get settled into this new life? That's a great question. I'll tell uh-huh. you. Um tell so we decided to move uh, to Sacramento and mm-hmm. um it's where my sister was. We also since our dog was going to be here and we thought there was, we were kind of like half set on Sacramento. So mm-hmm. we made our storage unit here too. Mm-hmm. We're like, let's just whatever. So we had all our stuff here. We didn't worry about getting anything from the storage unit until we moved. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at my sister's house and she, she had a big, beautiful house. She's since moved to like a bigger, beautiful house. It's crazy. Um, so much room, but she had a guest bedroom. So we lived there and uh, adorable. Yeah. It was really nice. And we were there for about two and a half weeks, just scoping out different neighborhoods and apartments and things. And we knew that we wanted to buy a house eventually. So we were like, okay, hopefully, fingers crossed, this is like our last apartment before we buy a house. Let's move somewhere central. Because we were in San Francisco, we were not central. Yeah, We were on the other side of town, which we loved. And it was the side of town that we met on. It was where our college was. It's close to the ocean. It's great, but it's not in the center of the, the action. The downtown feels. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're like, let's move. So we moved to this area in Sacramento called Midtown, which is, you know, it's like walking distance to like the cool bars and restaurants and yes. all the things. And this is back when people used to have things called gatherings where they went together. <gasps> right. Um, I remember I remember these. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's an old story, but yes. Um, so yes. that was great. It was great to be able to go to a friend's holiday party and then like stagger home, you know, yep. and mm-hmm. just kind of, yeah, live that like very central life. So we found an apartment and we moved there. We were there for about 11 months. And then we started house shopping like months into it. Once we uh, had had jobs long enough to yeah. satisfy requirements uh-huh. for uh-huh. getting a mortgage. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They need that. Everyone. <laughs> they really like that. to know that you have a job. Uh-huh. For a um, while. They don't like to know that you just got that job last week. They are not impressed with sat- travel sabbaticals. No, they are not impressed. Not at all. They don't give a fuck about your travel sabbaticals. They did not think that was cool. So, yeah, no. All right. That's not, uh, it sounds like a them problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so we uh, found a good neighborhood and, and got a place. And we will have been here three years this, I think we m- closed in like the end of April or something. So... Mm-hmm. We're coming up on three years in our house, which is insane to me. Have the like lingering effects of like kind of this kind of tumult, you know, this moment where you're like, yeah, we don't want to do this. You know, we don't have these jobs. Like I think we've talked about like, you know, the Jen Sincero and the minimalism like documentary and all of that. Like where, where has that kept growing for you? Mm. Oh, I love that question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in hindsight, it might've been too many new things in one year. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> I will say that (laughs) maybe don't recommend like blowing up your entire life. Um, (laughs) Maybe just parts of it next time. Mm -hmm. So that was a good lesson learned. It definitely was very emotional and parts of it, especially coming back did feel very stressful because then we're Mm -hmm. both searching for jobs and Mm -hmm. trying to like get money coming in and yeah, 
Anyway, I'm not going to go into specifics. Um, <laughs> let's just say sometimes it was hard, but the linger effect, lingering effects of things that I've learned, I mean, with like decluttering and minimis- mm-hmm. minimalism and those things, that definitely shifted into things that I'm literally talking about every day, every with day, mm-hmm. clients and students. So that's mm-hmm. been great. I feel like it's it's something that you can constantly work on. Like mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. you know, behind me, I have this like little cupboard and it has my organ, like uh, office supplies. One of my mm-hmm. things this weekend is like I have this little organizer that I want to spray paint and put these, I have one in front of me, like these cute little labels on. Mm-hmm. One of my clients had the same organizer and I was like, oh, so we got these cute little labels and then I just like never put them on mine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm going to do that. But you know, you still have to declutter it and go through everything and mm-hmm. sort it all and and do these same practices. And it's it's um, it's just ongoing. You just have to kind of like check in with yourself. But mm-hmm. I've found now that we have more space, it's been very important to me to like make sure that I am calling down my collections and keeping things at a minimal mm-hmm. uh, at a minimum because I when feel there's space. Yeah, I just feel so much less stress when Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of like piles. And when I can't find things, that's something that, you know, Mm -hmm. once you, once you cull down and you get used to finding things, when you suddenly can't find something, it's like, where the F is it? Yeah. It couldn't have, there's only like five places it could be. There aren't, you know, all these extra places where it could be. So literally, where did it go? Yeah. I am a monster. There are three pairs of scissors in our kitchen. One next to the silverware, one in the butler's pantry underneath the microwave, and one in my husband's office area, which is in the kitchen. And if I open one of those doors and there's not a pair of fucking scissors in there, hell hath no fury like a mom with can't find fucking scissors. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Because I have recognized the problem... (laughs) I have made uh, adjustments to the problem. I've provided scissors at every moment I would need them. And then I need, <laughs> I need others to follow through on my plan, though. I'm laughing because I yeah. am in the same boat. Got my <laughs> cooking scissors for food only. Right. And I've got one in, like, my pencil holder. Uh-huh. And I've got some beauty scissors in the bathroom. I've got my office scissors right here. Right here. We both have our office scissors right there. <laughs> Yours are labeled. <laughs> well, only because they used to go in client homes. So okay. I yeah. had to. But yes. <laughs> I was like, these are mine. Because that's how anal I am about my scissors. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, me too. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot how I got on the scissor tangent now. <laughs> uh, let's see. We were talking about decluttering yeah. and minimalism. Yeah. And how that has spread out. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. remained very important. Very, yeah. very important. Yeah, it's interesting. Like that moment that you had of like the vision for your life of, of reading Jen's book and it just really has come to fruition. Do you have, oh, do you have the kitchen window? I do. Okay. I have That's a kitchen. what we needed to get back <laughs> <Sorry>. to. <laughs> I have a kitchen window and mm-hmm. this like nice little breakfast table and mm-hmm. we eat lunch at it every day, but I can, like the sun comes in mm-hmm. and um, there's some roses on the other side that the previous owners planted that I like make sure to not let die. Mm-hmm. So in the spring, there's like these beautiful roses on that side of the window. It's actually very nice. Very. And I have a little plant. Uh, I'm in my mind, it's a centerpiece. It's not, it's just a, it's just like a round placeholder or mm-hmm. what is it? Placemat mm-hmm. um, with a few plants on top. 
in my mind, that's like a very sophisticated centerpiece. So, yes. um, so let's just go with it. <laughs> and that's like a really good patch of sun. So that's where those plants that's, live. And you could sit there like at a laptop occasionally, yeah. maybe, and just yeah. like take in that moment. Just take in the moment, just drink some tea. Just relax. I could read a book there. I like to read there at night. It's relaxing. Oh, that's very nice. It's like a quiet little corner. Would you say that the first step in sort of this sort of like, you had like a vision, right? Like, come on, you had a yeah. vision. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. The first step is admitting the vision. Yes. it's And the first step is, mm-hmm. okay, so if anybody reads this book, mm-hmm. I need them to, number one, do not sleep on the exercises take time and sit with them and not for like five seconds. Don't be distracted. Don't think about it while you're cleaning your house. Sit in quiet reflection for a good long time. (laughs) Jesse's writing it. Clearly I didn't do this by the way, the first time I read it. It's like the most I've ever spent with a book. Um, (laughs) But like quiet reflection, sit, think, Just think and let whatever comes to you come to you and then write it down. Because I never would have realized how crazy a bunch of the things are that happened. I got very specific with, like, actually later, once we decided to do what we were going to do, I, like, sat with another exercise and got very specific. And it was, like, dollar amounts to save to, where Mm -hmm. we were going, how long we were going to be gone for, Mm -hmm. like, very, like... Very, very specific. And then I read it back. I'm like, happened, 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 happened. It's just bananas. And so writing it down is key too. Mm -hmm. Because it's great to look back and be like, oh my God, that was amazing. We we did it. Yeah, We did it. That's cool. Well, I feel like we're getting to the end of our time here. But I I always like to open it up to, is there anything else? And then we have our our questions. But is there anything else you want to go over before we end? Like before we end story time. (laughs) I guess not. It's probably, it's probably like the biggest thing that has ever happened to me. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to be able to like chat through this as its own Mm -hmm. story with you and kind of like recount it. But um, I guess I just want to share that I feel like even, even though if I heard this story as me five years ago, my reaction probably would have been like, well, it must be nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, there was so much intentionality that came, that went into making it all happen mm-hmm. to go from someone who was like deeply, because we didn't even go into like my past, but I was like a highly disorganized person and I was mm-hmm. deeply in debt. So mm-hmm. to go from that to like, make so many changes that took me through this process that allowed me to be able to make these these choices that really affected my life. I strongly feel like it's if I can like change my life from super, super hot mess to like mm-hmm. manifesting crap, like it is possible mm-hmm. because I am not that special. I will mm-hmm. tell you that right now. Oh, a thousand percent. Let me promise you. <laughs> Oh man, now I'm like, oh, shit, now we have a whole nother, t- like, let's do the hot mess deep in debt, disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think it's great. And I think that this, this moment that you had is something that can be replicated. Does that make sense? Like, of course it'll be somebody's own experience, but like, this is a moment that can happen. Like if you just allow it to happen, mm-hmm. that's what I want to say is like, 
you can also, if you're on the precipice of it and you're thinking about it and you're about to tell the, your husband that joke as well, like, well, what if we did? You know, it's okay. It's possible. And life is meant to be lived. It sounds corny, but <laughs> if that resonates with you, then live it. Um, yeah. There's some people, it's not their jam. There are some people that, see, I I come from the like, well, if we all did this, but then I'm like, oh, some people don't want to do that. There are some oh. people that ha- don't have the capacity or the bandwidth for it. And I forget because mm-hmm. I just don't know people like that. <laughs> and and I've had friends tell me like what you did, the traveling that you mm-hmm. took, that's literally mm-hmm. my worst nightmare. That yeah. sounds terrible. Like, right. And, and like quitting a stable job mm-hmm. and going off on something that you have, you know, no, there's, why not? You know, they would say why, right? Yeah. And that's fair. And also, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know too, coming from a place where like, if we hadn't been saving for a house, Mm -hmm. none of that would be possible. Right. And if we had kids, that would have definitely been a completely Mm -hmm. different conversation. So Mm -hmm. there are a lot of little factors that just made it easier to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Also already living in a shoebox made mm-hmm. it so that even though we decluttered even more before we left, it wasn't a lot to put into a storage unit. Right. You know, it's like right. okay, the medium sized truck just take it all away. Right. Right. Well, and I think there's also different levels. Like sure, I had four kids and we took a month off. We lived in our motor home for a month and traveled around um in it's 40 feet long and eight feet wide. There's 320 square feet and six of us. Mm-hmm. We had two, three young women stay in our house and watch our pets. Uh, yeah, they, they, they just stayed in our house. They watched our pets. They didn't pay anything, you know, like mm-hmm. it worked out. And that space and time gave my husband and I the clarity to make a big life change. And, and to know, like, we like had to go through that process of, of entrepreneurship of like, look, it's continuing on without you. You've been gone for a month and mm. there were fucking phone calls. There was, you know, the espresso machine went down the first week we were gone. Like there were issues. There's, but the thing is, there's always going to be issues. There's always reasons why you can't do it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's always going to be a lot of reasons why if you don't do it, you might regret it. Yep. And Absolutely. I'm going to tell you right now something I don't talk about often is that like I have a lot of like very silly tattoos Mm -hmm. and I like to think (laughs) that when I'm 85, I'm not thinking like, wish I could, I don't know, show off this Mm -hmm. part of my body more because I, I don't know. I I think what I'm going to be thinking about is how happy I am that I like took risks and had fun Mm -hmm. and enjoyed my life and tried to live it to it's fullest versus holding back out of fear mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. That's it. Boom. That's all I got. Boom. All right. 10 questions. My 10 at the end. Okay. All right. What was your first car? Oh, it's going to be good. It's, <laughs> it's the car we bought after we got married because I went to school in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, it's a 2013 VW Golf. Yes. Just the last episode, I, no, when I listened to yesterday, like, it was a Jetta. It was like, Jetta? That's our a second Jetta car. Jetta first car? Yeah, that was Amazing. my uh, it was my dream car when I was in yes. high school. My sister and, too, and she ended up getting one. Mm-hmm. Bug, I have a 74 out there. Nice. Yeah, it's orange. I will say in high school, I was riding around in my parents' cars, which included my dad's 
65 Chevy Nova Supersport. Oh. So that was tight. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. But that was that not... Down. But that wasn't my car. No, no, no. 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 He's since like refurbished it. Now it's like beautiful. Okay. Um, number two. When did you get your period? Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I was either late thirteen, early fourteen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't traumatic or anything. Like it was fine. Cool. And cool. I'm one of four girls. It's my. Mm-hmm. I like knew this was. I I bought. I. Sorry, I'm like rambling. I'm like so no, excited to no. talk about my period. I know, I love it. No, everyone, <laughs> yes. No, women when, are. I love it. That's why I ask. When when I was 10, I signed up for this kit that you could get, um, you know, after the class in, in fifth grade health. Mm-hmm. You can sign up and mail away for this period kit. And then they send you this little container that you can keep all your pads and your tampons in nice and hidden. And don't let anyone know. No, don't. It was filled with all these samples so you could open them up and see, get a feel for everything, mm-hmm. not get scared by it, figure out what tampons are. And so I was just like waiting for years you were and I had my waiting. kit oh my ready goodness. to go. That's amazing. I was the total opposite. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cried and cried. I was praying that I would be like the point zero 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 two percent of women that like don't get their period i was mortified of it yeah i'm so sorry isn't that funny yeah i i will say there i remember distinctly one day early into my period Mm -hmm. time i was walking home from school and i was wearing something with wings and one Mm -hmm. of the wings became like detached a little bit Uh and there was like a chafing situation Uh where i was Uh walking like a cowboy by the end (laughs) just like there was nowhere to stop. There were no restrooms. I was like, I just got to make get it. Home. And I get home. My dad's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those have come off my like underwear and stuck to my leg. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was they just slap up. Oh, yeah. Gosh. They're terrible. <sighs> I'm tempted to do it. There are entire podcasts about periods. I'm very tempted. Toilet paper. So while we're still in the bathroom, <laughs> toilet paper over under, or you don't care? Oh, I, oh, I care, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I try not to care, but that lasts about two seconds. Over, yeah, always, I, always over. Now always the sub over. The sub question is: Do you change it? Yes. If you're somewhere, and you can oh, reasonably change so, it. Oh no no no! I try like not if you're to at your sister in law's house. No 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 no. Okay no, okay. No. But if like my husband does it and it's under, uh-huh. you're like, Ugh. I know. And I'll never. It's it falls under like shit that's not worth arguing about. I'm never gonna be uh-huh. like, babe, you know it's supposed to be over, not under. <laughs> like never. But I will change it for my own type A, yes. like me twitching, yeah, off in the corner. My husband had called a family meeting one time and I didn't know. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what is he talking about? I'm like, he brought us all into the bathroom and I'm like, what is going on? I think this was mid-COVID. And he was like, everyone, over. It goes over. I really appreciate you all are old enough now to replace the toilet paper, but I need you to do it over. And I was like... Oh my and he's god! The least type A, like he's type Z. Like he is. He's like this he's, is literally my only request. One hundred percent. In the thirteen years we've been parents, it's the only time he's called a family meeting. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, oh. I have to share that I've also at um, a few points in my life like done cleaning, like as mm-hmm. like I've been a cleaner. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're a cleaner, you're always supposed to do the little arrow. Uh huh. I. Do not give a crap about it. 
Like as soon as somebody was like, this is something you no longer have to give any craps about. I'm like, cool, done. Done. Somebody else mentioned the arrow before and they like to do that. And I'm like, nope, never cared about that. I've never cared about the arrow, but it has to be over. Mm -hmm. I just, at work, (laughs) just like last week, I was like, who the fuck keeps putting this the other way? You're going to call a staff meeting. We have one next Tuesday. I'll be mentioning it. Agenda item. (laughs) Speaking of organization, let me show you what my sheet looks like. That's beautiful. I was like, God, I need to redo that. I was going to say, before you said that, I was going to say, for the readers at home, it's laminated. There's bullet points. Nope. For the readers at home, there are... (laughs) Or listeners... (laughs) Yeah, the, the listeners, there's a million notes scratched. There's a sticky note about how many reviews I wanted to get months ago. That can be trash. And it's on top of a previous rapid fire question list. I'm, I'm going to read. I'm, I'm glad I pulled it down because I'm going to redo it. Just to make you feel better, this yep. is next to mine. See? So, Same. and it's, it's about a project I'm working on right now, but yeah. you have to have the crazy notes. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. This is this is number see number four I scratched out and this is the new number four. What was the last book you read or what are you currently reading? I am reading. Oh my gosh! I know, isn't that? I I'm people just, blank all the time. It's no, very no. Common. I I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up the name of it. Oh, I can either <laughs> can either fine. pause and go grab it or just we can. What's it? What what is it called? Do 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 do. Okay, through do. the magic of editing, we can. Oh. <laughs> through the magic of editing. Um. No, I'm saying we could take out oh. the pause, <laughs> or you can leave it in. <laughs> I'm like, you're reading a book called "Through the Magic of Editing." Like, that's a great title. No, <laughs> my uh, oh, God. my really good friend sent me this book called Season of the Witch. Um, It's all about San Francisco and it's like the history of like 60s counterculture as well as the gathering ugliness that would mark the city in the 70s. Um, She read it. She lives in LA and she was just like, I'm sending you a book. You need to read it and Corey will love it. Read it. I'm like, okay. So it just came in the mail. I'm like, all right, it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Through the magic of editing. (laughs) (laughs) Season of the Witch by David Talbot. Uh, Fucking fascinating. All right. Cilantro. Yes or no? Yes. I'm half Mexican. Hot yes for me. Yes. Oh, I heard you say mija earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I know know mija. (laughs) Everyone, Um, mija is a term of endearment for like... um, the mijo would be, you know, the male version. Anyway, mm-hmm. it means uh, my daughter. Yeah. I'm sorry. What else is about cilantro? <laughs> oh, I, uh, I and my husband don't have the soapy factor. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. God. That's why I ask. That's why I yes. ask because I, I find that fascinating. Me too. Yeah. I'm, how in the world does this taste like soap to you? Because it doesn't at all to me and most people, but there are a lot. I've been asking this question for about a year now and you'd be amazed. There's so many people say like, no, not me, but my husband or from my mom, it tastes like that. And it's really common. Yeah. A lot more common than I thought. Read an article at some point. It's like, it's like one of the genes or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so, so fascinating. I agree. I love it. Uh, When you like go to uh, your local coffee shop or Starbucks or whatever, 
and you order like a latte or a cappuccino or whatever, one of those, one of those coffee drinks, what milk do you order? Oh, soy. Oh, I love that. It just reminded me. Do you know, do you know that like very popular sign in Austin from the restaurant? I'm blanking on it right now. That has their sign out front. Franklin's? There's always, no, there, it's, that's all um, I know. My friend's sister owns it and I'm blanking so hard right now. Uh, the magic of editing. Uh-huh. The magic of editing. We're going to look it up right now. El Arroyo. Perfect. El Arroyo in Austin. Are you familiar with this restaurant? No. I've only been okay. to Austin once. I'm not cool. Well, no, no, no. They are huge all over the internet because their sign, they have one of those signs up front that's like horizontal like tracks and you, you, just, you put the black oh. letters in mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. So... The one, this is the one I remember the most from, it was like one of their original ones a long time ago, like 10 years ago. It says, what if soy milk is just a regular milk introducing itself in Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> Other signs include, uh, last queso stop before a bunch of yoga studios. <laughs> House, housing prices are higher than Willie Nelson. Oh my gosh. Finally, all my winter fat is gone. Now I have spring rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, I, I mean, they've been doing this like for 10 years. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Sorry to anyone we haven't offended yet. Be patient. We'll get to you shortly. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, haven't done the hokey pokey in a while. Forgot what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes on and on. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, you follow them on Instagram. It's really funny. Oh my god! The soy milk one is a, is an old one, and I just when you said soy milk, I was just like, oh, this sign. It just came to me in my head. Okay, that was a long road to get to my soy milk sign. That's okay. I think it was worth it personally. I agree. El Arroyo, everyone, never stop. They were they were killing it during COVID. Oh, they were killing it. Can you drive a standard transmission? I can, but I haven't had to in about a decade. And now I'm scared to do it again because it's always someone <laughs> else's car. Right, right. Yeah. And they're usually, yeah. They get really Maybe upset no. if you like ruin Right. Grind <laughs> the gears to get a little, yeah. like get a little, to give you a little side eye. Yep, yep. Oh, I, th- I no, I don't think we went over this, but where are you in the birth order? Uh, one. I'm the oldest. Of how many? Four girls. Uh, same. Oh. <gasps> Well, no, my kids are. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Yes. What was your kindergarten teacher's name? Just talking about this with my husband. Mrs. Martindale, which is Ooh. so long for a kindergartner. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I think I, I couldn't even say it. I had to call her Mrs. I was Mrs. like. M. M- M- yeah, it's just Mrs. M. Mrs. 100%. M. 100%. It was too hard. Yeah. Uh, what's your middle name? Ray. Ooh, R-A-E? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Did you want to hear I something pretty barbarous? Uh-huh. Yes. My husband's middle name is Jay. So it's Carly uh, Ray and Corey J. Yeah, that is pretty barbarous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. I met him, I was like, I am either going to marry this man or, or I guess I'll never forget him because we have right. rhyming names. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. But I put it, I put it on the wedding on the wedding invites too, I made sure to have our middle names. Cause I was like, that's too, it's, it's funny. It's too, yeah, it's too funny. It's too funny. Okay. Well, I guess that's all I got. Carly, where can people find you? I am on Instagram and Facebook at tidy revival. And if you want to ever talk about organization, I'm at tidy And I, um, 
remind everyone that I am at LaJoy Society, which is L-A-J-O-I-E Society. And the show can be found by more listeners on whatever platform you're listening on if you rate the show. It's really important. It's how we can interact on the actual listening platforms because as much, I've, I've talked about this before, as much as I can grow an Instagram account, you can't grow <laughs> on the podcast listening apps. Mm-hmm. There's always a step in there. So yep. how you can help me with that is the rates and the reviews of the show, everyone. Oh, it's like I don't talk about this every week. It's like nude, everyone. Just kidding. <laughs> it's like a digital hug. Digital hugs. I'm going to put that at the end of my, my notes to remember to talk about digital hugs. So everyone, I need a digital hug. Go give me a digital hug. All right. And we'll, we'll meet here again next week, y'all. Everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere I'd rather be than to be here. All the things that made no sense have felt so wrong and out of place now seem to fit perfectly to tell a story is made, cards left on table.